0: Because this is a, this interview, because it's a book that, that sort of plays with ideas of where things begin and and where things might end. And mm-hmm. So I thought I'd just start in the most boring way I could think, which was the, with the first words of the book, which is the title, um, which crops up I think on page I mean, uh, 116, with it. it's a, a poem by by Rumi, the the diver the diver's clothes lying empty. I just wondered. Was that a starting point for you, or was was what what was it about that poem that that excited you and grabbed your attention? It made me want to make it the
1: title. I you know I didn't to be honest I didn't know what the title of the book was going to be. I think Martin Amos famously said there are two kinds of titles: the titles that you have going into a book and the titles that you come up with afterwards. And um, and he says that I don't want to massively even support him, but the, the option of having the title first is actually a better way to go, because then it works its way into into passages, even way, subconscious ways and little ways, but I did not have a title for this book, and I was, um, I was maybe three-quarters of the way through a draft, and I was sharing with some friends, and I showed it to a friend of mine who is a, a poet and an avid reader, and... She said, oh, look, character, You know, She said, you've gotten so many of your titles for other books from, po- from poetry. Maybe you should look at you know, a poem and find a title. And she said, the diver. Because I knew my character was a diver. I always had her as a diver. She said, oh, there's that Rumi poem about a diver. And, I, and I, she said, you know the one? I said, oh, yes, of course, because I wanted to impress her and sound smart. I <laughs> um, so, <laughs> had no idea what she was talking about. Um, but I went right afterwards, um, after we met we met on Valencia Street in San Francisco where our, our offices for the Believer and the Believer magazine and so right after she left I five minutes when she disappeared down the street and I knew she was nowhere in sight I ran across to my favorite bookstores old used bookstore and this is kind of bookstore that always has whatever book I'm looking for I don't know if you have those <laughs> bookstores or just like whatever book I'm looking for it's, it's there and so I looked for a collection of Rumi's poems and I am um, Paid for it, ran out into the street, I was standing literally in the middle of a busy, you know, busy street on the sidewalk, and I found the poem, the diver's clothes lying empty. And as soon as I read it, I, I knew it was my title, just because the poem was so much about what the book was about, and not just in the fact that it was about a diver, but in yeah. many ways, about identity, and the loss of identity, and the mirroring of identity. And so, um, I knew right away it was my title.
0: Because I'm sort of gobsmacked because I assumed from just what you, exactly what you said that it was the other way around. It seemed to fit so perfectly that it's a, a poem about constant slippage and erasure and transformation and, to use a, one of the, the words from the novel, um, a- adaptation, the mm-hmm. sort of slipperiness of of identity, but this it came it came after you. It You're came already.
1: afterward, and I was desperately trying to find a title. And I was coming for I think there's a point when you just start coming with really bad ba- bad titles. You know, I was brainstorming with a friend. And she was just throwing out terrible titles, <laughs> like the backpack, or just. <laughs> <laughs> just things like you know, and it, I think you know, titles are v- really, really difficult. Which is why I think I, for two of my books, I've gotten them from from poems. Now, cause you can you can bring them, get them from somebody else. <laughs> so, "Let the Northern Lights Erase Your Name" is also okay. a title that came from a work of poetry.
0: What well, is it about titles? Right? I mean, I never talk. I, we talk a little bit about titles, but what I suppose it it sells the book to some extent. But it's it does so much. I mean, like this novel it does so much more than that.
1: Yeah, I think it's just, also it's what you. You know, a title, it has such a funny thing because even if you don't have a... People pay so much attention to book jackets, um, especially in America, you know, what the cover's going to look like. But I really think it... You know, the title, too, I think, has to be somewhat... It has to be obviously relevant to the book. Okay? <laughs> that, that would be helpful. Um, be, you know, it has to, um, you know, say something about the book. A great title, for example, I think is... Um, what is it... A book called... I haven't read the book yet, but I always look at it and, and, and mean to read it because I think the title is so... So great future winner of the National Book Award' It's a t- <laughs> book with that title I mean, that's a great title and apparently the book is very funny too so which okay. has something to do with with the book you know, it's not completely out of you know keeping yeah, the tone yeah. it's not a book about some mass you know, murderer or okay. something. <laughs> so, it's, so I think I think that they're titles that you know they have to be in keeping with the tone of it but yeah, titles are really hard
0: so do you normally have some sense or has a title inspired you to, to go on and, and wonder what what book would fit fit that
1: jacket? Um, sometimes with the book The Lovers, I actually mm. started with the title first, because I knew I wanted to be very much inspired by Marie Marie Dura's book, um, <coughs> lover But uh, mm. oddly enough, that you know that's my least favorite title, even though I started with it first. So it's yeah, so you, you, yeah, you, you can never win. And then sometimes publishers don't like your title. My first novel had a had a title I loved, but my um, my editor at the time hated, and so we she won because you know.
0: About, about diving, so the idea of the dive. because again I assume that was that was poem then fiction but di- diving, was it in your mind?
1: I always knew I wanted the character to be an athlete because I just thought that'd be for many reasons, I'd never had a character who was an athlete before um, I was a swimmer in high school and I've always been always admired the divers um, <laughs> actually I just thought that was a great sport, it's a beautiful thing to watch and in particular with this character I wanted her to be a diver because, um, she has, she's very embarrassed about her face. She's, uh, you know, she's suffered from teenage acne and still has really bad scars. And I wanted her to have, um, I knew that she would feel very comfortable in water in part because she'd be judged by her body and not by her face. You know, There's a line in the book, um, about how she, she loves diving because by the time she's had her dive, I she makes her dive, and by the time she comes up for air, the judges have already determined their score, and has nothing to do with what she looks like. It's just about the shape that her her body makes in the air. And so, I especially because there's a book about masks and deception, and putting you know, and putting on different masks in many ways. I wanted um, I wanted her to have bad skin, her skin that was embarrassing to her. And you know, there's lots of attempts for the makeup people in the book to put, putting makeup on her and trying to change her face. Um, but I wanted her to have been an athlete and have been a diver.
0: There's also something about diving, which is uh, I've just written plunge. Yeah. Uh, badly on my piece of paper. <laughs> uh, but there's a, there's a there's a sense of twisting and turning. Mm. I don't know what all the technical. I, I love the Olympics where they describe what they're doing. Right, like the, the screw they're they're in mean, yeah. Me. But there is this this feeling of then diving down and disappearing mm-hmm. and, and get which feels like one of many metaphors that could describe the, the novel. A sense of Delving down into the self was that was that part of your attraction, or was that? Again?
1: I think definitely, and then, then of course the fact that she was a diver started influencing her moves in the book, I meaning the plot points and the <coughs> everything kind of comes together in these ways you don't expect. But yes, I mean in the very start that she was a diver.
0: So the, the, the another boring question I would start with is: What does the if you had to describe the book to to the um, audience out there who, who who are yet to read it or are holding it in their hands? Um, what uh, probably what does it what does it mean to you? Today, but you could give me the the blurb and then the the sort of because you were saying just now that it's been out for a little while in the States, you've had some time to, to live with it and respond to it. Time um... to <laughs> <laughs> just open the book and look at the, look at the
1: description. Um, it's about, you know, I think it's about what happens when you when you don't have an identity, when you aren't defined by the people around you mm. and you get a chance to reinvent your identity. And that's what I think is so interesting too about travel. And that's why this book starts with a young woman going to Morocco mm-hmm. um, and she's escaping something that we don't know the first three quarters of the book um or maybe more of that maybe four fifths the book what well, but she's escaping we definitely know she's she's on the run from something that's happened in her past and I think it's about the chance to start over and also uh, you know it raises a question for me of who are you when you don't have anyone around you and you, you know we think of ourselves I'm you know I think of how I define myself on a daily basis on someone's Two people's mother, I'm someone's husband. I'm two people's daughter. Um, I'm, you know, I'm involved in my community in this way. I'm an editor. I'm a writer. But if you go somewhere and you're not, you don't have anyone around you to remind you of those things, um, and you have the opportunity to be whoever you you want to be. Who are you? What do, what does that mean when we don't have we don't have all these labels on us? And so I think it's a, about identity.
0: It's a it's a weird thing to get on a plane on, on your own. We don't actually do it that right, often, and that's where the novel starts. And you immediately feel her displacement and alienation and um and curiosity mm-hmm. too, too but is that what you were feeling when you were coming over here
1: no because the language <laughs> because i speak english okay. not that well but i speak it <laughs> um, but i and and i know i've been here before and i have friends here so it's a little different okay. from going to a culture where you where you know no one you don't know what to expect and the language is different and the and and the culture is different so i didn't feel that way
0: The second question, which we've got out of step with already. Um, but why like Casablanca? I mean, uh, the, the novel, as it goes along, proposes lots of reasons, but that—that's one of them. Is it a culture that was alienating to a, a, a young, educated Western woman who hadn't? I think I've been there before. She
1: hadn't been to Casablanca before. So the reason it was Casablanca was because I went to Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the reason many books are written is because the author has gone somewhere and wants to make use of them. Um, I went to Casablanca and um, promptly upon checking into my hotel room, which is just an average tourist hotel, I um, my backpack was taken okay. and um, I was traveling with my husband we we're checking in and it was one of those scenes and you, know, you always wonder, well now I always wonder what happens in the check-in desk, there's so much commotion going on and there's so many bags <coughs> being moved and so my backpack was stolen and I was of course devastated especially because I had a book on it that I'd been working on and had not backed up stupidly. Enough. Oh really? Yeah, very stupid. So I so was completely completely vanished um, along with everything else and I, um, I found myself on um, you know just trying to figure out what happened my backpack eventually the the hotel check-in clerks told me oh there's a surveillance camera and so I went and we watched you know with six people who didn't know how to operate the, the surveillance camera and I was helping them try to figure out how to operate it I saw the whole scene replayed and if, I don't recommend the experience of having your backpack stolen but if you do have that experience I highly recommend um, watching the surveillance footage because it's really interesting to see see yourself on surveillance camera first of all see yourself in black and white always interesting um, secondly to see how unaware we are when we go through our lives with everything going on around us and so I could see you know, on the surveillance camera this—you know this, there was a ring of three people who had been watching my husband and me as we entered the hotel and how they had been communicating and targeting my backpack which was basically just a you know, a black backpack. If I, I would have been better served, had I had like a, a, shiny fake Chanel, like zipper, like, you know, fluorescent yellow purse than a black backpack that anyone could, you know, walk away with anonymously. Um, so that's my second tip. Okay. <laughs> you should go out, go out and buy a fake bright fluorescent, um, Chanel purse. Yeah. <laughs> write that yeah, down. Yeah, write that down
0: now. <laughs> I did buy actually when we, um, my brother mocked me immediately. I bought brought a turquoise suitcase on the belief that when all those black right. suitcases are going, and you can see it, but Smart. I haven't thought, of, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I'm definitely going <laughs> to hide. Well, you know, I've got my manly <laughs> clinique, it
1: yeah. So, um, so it's so basically what happened was uh, my <laughs> backpack was stolen. Uh, about an hour later, we ended up in the police station, the Casablanca police station, with the chief of police. Um, I tried to tell him I was very important by saying that I worked. For the New York Times, which wasn't a complete lie, because I was working on a very small little piece from the time, like, you know, a paragraph-long piece. So um, I said that, and they and I thought that would maybe provide some urgency as to why they might retrieve, their, retrieve my stuff, because they wouldn't want to be included, you know, this wouldn't want to be included in the New York Times. Um, but they had no idea what the New York Times was. Um, I told them it was a newspaper. They asked me if it was an important newspaper. I said, yes. They still, you know, could not have cared less. So, but I was sitting there um, in the with the chief of police and two detectives who were kind of sitting like detectives, not mm-hmm. really sitting, but kind of leaning against tables the way detectives do in 1970s movies with their <laughs> little, like, detective notebooks. They're, you know, this thin, spiral notebooks. And um, suddenly I realized that this other novel I'd had in mind, this novel that had, I'd read written passages of, which was about identity. I'd never figured out the, my entree into the novel or the beginning. And while I was sitting in the Casablanca police station, feeling very much like I was in the movie Casablanca, you know, because they made the police, mm-hmm. the chief of police right away. Um, after I, um, I realized oh, this is my beginning to my the book that I've been trying to work on. And suddenly, I became very excited. I kind of just was like, felt my mood levitating above. Above the police station and I think even the detectives were very confused by my my change in spirit and I was, suddenly I was so excited to be answering all their questions like who was your what was the occupation of your great 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 grandfather and they really I, asked yeah because yeah, they, they wanted to ascertain my position in this place. the fact that I wrote for the, wrote for the New York Times in air quotes um, <laughs> did not impress them but maybe my, the profession of my my ancestors would and my, you know, they didn't. My the professional ancestors did not impress them either. And I never retrieved the, retrieved the backpack.
0: Well, it, it raises a question though, which is how, I mean, how autobiographical in those those. So basically, that 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 doesn't it sounds like you were almost transcribing this disastrous I, I, experience. I was
1: transcribing the first ten pages are pretty much um reverse, you know, fifteen pages. The situation at least is very much autobiographical. I was travelling with my husband, so that mm. part's not um, autobiographical. And then as the way of fiction often does, it just takes off from there. Kind of you can feel it, you know, I felt in my own mind the story just took flight from there.
0: Trying, so that also creates this the parallel of uh, <laughs> One of the major themes of the book, which is which is loss, and I mm-hmm. won't spoil what the, the losses, but mm-hmm. I was wondering what. So, so for you, it was the loss of uh, another work of uh, uh, fiction. Um, what, why, why loss?
1: Why am I interested in loss? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a good question. I haven't thought about that. I think, I mean, don't you think, I think in some ways, like a lot the things we've lost define us almost more than things we have, right? So things that we've lost in our lives, whether they're people or experiences or you know, memories or um, photographs or things like that. I know, I, I know, I personally get very um, bent out of shape when I can't find something. Like even an old photograph, that I can't find. There's one right now in my life. I do not know where it is, and that the loss of something mm. is, is so profound to me. Which is, you know, I know what the photograph looks like. I don't actually need it, but for some reason, I think that this the sense of loss is. Um, is a motivation for what? For panic? For, for, for feeling like this? some part of yourself is gone? I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I, I feel like that loss is a very... Uh, you know, large things, small things, is always affects me profoundly.
0: Part of the giddiness of, of just of the, the plot of the novel is the sense of the loss of unique documents. It made me start to think that so much in our culture now, we can, as, as you were just saying about, about your novel, I mean, you, you can back things up. We can take almost immeasurable copies of things um one of the plot moments later is is the way that the technology now preserves things that perhaps we don't want preserved it's Mm -hmm. it's a strange feeling again that sort of vertiginous feeling of having a document that that in the most perhaps fundamental ways or most slippery ways in your novel proves your identity that you can then mislay it it's I'd sort of forgotten yeah. that feeling. Right, that's
1: because we back everything up now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is, is Except that for me. I'm the yeah. only person who doesn't back anything up. I'm the only person who's not in the cloud and doesn't back anything up, so, then they, so I can experience loss.
0: Okay. <laughs> do you, do, do. I almost wondered, was there something almost deliberate about uh, how, how she got herself into the situation she did? I'm not suggesting she, she manufactured it, but there was something else about her character that needed to lose herself. And what better way than to lose all of your... Um, connections to home and to lose but to, to go even deeper and lose a kind of fundamental sense So I okay. almost felt something subconsciously deliberate in what you were saying if you inverted it was you became excited by the fact, by the you, fact that I had lost but, but only in retrospect right. um, it, I don't know if I, I, was, yeah. it was, I was trying to no, find it's funny.
1: Yeah, she, I don't think she intends to no. but Yeah, but I, in fact what's funny is that I was actually in some ways I was, by losing this book that I'd been working on that hadn't been going very well I felt very liberated too actually and I was mm. like oh good now, now I have a reason why I don't have to go back and work on that. I, I, um, you know, I, I think that there is something funny about that. But no, I don't think that she that she sets out to have, to have anything um, stolen from her. But in the, her loss, actually, is a liberation, and that she, she can become someone new. And she's given, you know, she's given a different passport, a different identity, um, from the police by the police and she takes on you know she willingly takes on a different identity another American who looks somewhat like her and then she becomes yet another person again and um, when she becomes you know a chance encounter with a film crew that's working in Casablanca leads to her working as a stand-in for a famous American actress and she needs a job and she needs a a way to keep paying for her hotel room so she becomes a stand-in for this actress and so then she takes on yet another identity
0: where did the the movie I love the movie plot I have sort of slightly devastated when it suddenly just disappears <laughs> she, she, but I, I love that part I was, where, where did that
1: where did the one. movie park? I've worked on I've worked on scripts and I've spent time on sets and I think the thing that always interests me about um, being on a movie set I was just on one last week actually is how boring they, they are you <laughs> think that it's, it's all lights camera action but it's actually if you go spend a day on a movie set the actors are kind of going over the same scene Maybe 126 times because they have to, you know, they have to get them from every single angle. First, they have to get, you know, the director wants them to try the scene a different way. Then, once they figure out the way they want to establish the scene, they have all the cameras have to get them from this side, that side, you know, okay. um, people on the sidelines, every different angle, and so it becomes very monotonous. But I, and I think I wanted to, I've always wanted to write about the experience of being on a set, and I also just love that it's another artificial. Setting and the fact that on a set you actually have to almost be more careful to not make mistakes than you are in real life. You know, you almost have to be more careful um, to represent a, um, life accurately
0: than you do in in life. This so there's a moment where I think a heroine is standing is lying in a bed, and the director comes up and is sort of pushing her around. And says you actually have to look sort of almost unnatural to look as though you're really lying in bed to on, look as on screen. Was that those kind of right, ironies kind of are moments, being... yeah,
1: you have to look yeah, you have to actually look more. It'd be more unnatural to look natural, exactly. Or what's another example? Um I'm trying to think of something. Well the first
0: time she sees the film crew, she says, God, that looks like a film crew. Uh and then realizes that it's a n an actual
1: film crew. It is actual film crew, yes. In fact there are a lot of movies that are filmed in Casablanca because there's a really great film school there that's supported by Scorsese and other directors (laughs) who have worked um, worked there, so um, the advantage of working of making a film in Morocco is you don't have to bring your own crew over. There are a lot of um, really talented people who are already there that you can that you can um, hire for for a shoot. What you cannot hire is a stand-in who looks like the famous American actress, and that's why the protagonist um, ends up working for her.
0: Okay. Did you have a famous American actress in mind?
1: I had no famous okay. American actress in mind. No, I know. I <laughs> I I Uh, I made her, actually, I made the famous American actress who's in the book, I made her have a really bad cackle and laugh, because that way I thought no one could claim, no actress would want to claim, oh, (laughs) she based that on me, (laughs) because no one wants to admit they have a really bad bad cackle. I think he has a bad cackle now. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody has a bad cackle.